This weekend we're on the fifth of nine homilies on how St. Mary's Parish can be a place where missionary disciples are formed and sent. In the last few weeks, we went over right the interior habits for prayer, what prayer looks like internally. This weekend, I'm going to go over what prayer looks like externally. Like, what do you do, right? Like, Father, those were all nice things, but what do I do? This homily is for you. I'm going to try to give you as practical, straightforward of stuff as uh, I can give you. And so here we go. Everyone, as we approach prayer, as we make time for prayer, we have to have a plan, right? We have to have a plan. And the first, I think, fear that can enter in, the first lie that we can believe when we sit down to pray is um, we have to find God. I have to find God when I pray. We hear in the gospel, we hear in the gospel how the people, right, aren't able to recognize that Jesus is the Messiah. You have Jesus, God himself, standing in front of them, preaching the word, healing the sick, setting captives free, and they don't recognize him. In a way, he was too ordinary. I don't know how that's ordinary, but it seems like, right, they just see him as an ordinary person. And in many ways, that's what prayer is for us, to find God, to see God, to be aware of God in the ordinary, in this time of prayer, that we don't have to find him, he's already present. And so we have to just simply remove the blindfold, remove the blindfold to notice God who's already among us. So here are the five things that I came up with that I think you need to consider when you're putting together a time to pray. Five things, time of day, atmosphere, duration, consistency, and then material, the stuff of prayer. Again, time, atmosphere, duration, consistency, and then the material or stuff that we bring to prayer. And so here we go, right? We're talking about a prayer time, a specific time of day outside of meal prayers, outside of praying with your kids at night, time for you to personally encounter God every day. And so what time of day is that going to be? Are you a morning person? Are you going to do it in the evening after work? Are you going to do it at night because you're a night owl? Whatever that may be, to set that time to be consistent, to commit to that morning, evening, or night. Right? We have to set that time, whatever works best. At night, it's very hard for me, right? After the full day, you have all the stuff on your mind, all the things you have to do tomorrow. For me, it's easier in the morning. You have to know yourself. What time is that for you? Number two, atmosphere. I like to call it the atmosphere or the environment or the space of prayer. It's not simply the physical environment, but all of everything wrapped up together. But we start with the physical, right? What room are you going to pray in? Are you going to be sitting in your favorite chair? Are you going to sit on the ground? Are you going to stand up? Are you going to be kneeling down? Right? Are you going to be in a church? Are you going to be outside in nature? Are you just going to look at a white wall? 
Or are you going to put up some art? Are you going to light a candle? Are you going to have it like 50 degrees in there? Are you going to have it 72, nice and warm, so you're not, you know, thinking the whole time about how cold you are? Everyone, that all matters. Why? Because we have a body. And our body affects how we interact with God. So it's important to build an atmosphere, to create an atmosphere of what I would call warmth, an atmosphere of warmth, so that we can better come to encounter the warmth of the love of Jesus. It's really hard to encounter God as good and loving if I'm sitting in a white room with white lights that's cold, sterile, and unwelcoming, un- uh, right? It helps to have a warm place to encounter God. And so time of day, atmosphere, duration. My challenge to you comes from statistics. Listen closely, 15 hours. If you are awake for 15 hours a day, times 60 minutes, that's 900 minutes, I believe my math's right. 1% of that is nine minutes. I think it's pretty safe to say that we can do 10 minutes a day with God. 1% of your day spent in quiet prayer with Jesus. I don't think that's too much to ask. I would challenge you to 30 minutes. Why? Because that first 10 or 15 minutes is usually, or oftentimes you could find yourself just simply trying to get into a place of prayer. The first 10 or 15 minutes is being flooded with thoughts and feelings, distractions, and it takes time to settle in to pray. And so to start at least with 10 or 15 minutes, the goal being 30 minutes of quiet, uninterrupted prayer. It's easy to want to say, I prayed 10 minutes today, Father. One minute, you know, when I woke up, one minute at 10 a.m., you get the point. And so I prayed 10 minutes today. (laughs) No, we want 10 minutes of consistent, uninterrupted prayer to be able to enter into. Four, consistency. It's important when building a habit, all of you know this, that one has to be consistent. That's a major part of what a habit is. And so you need a consistent prayer time, consistent place, time, space to be able to commit to. One has to have a certain amount of determination and patience to grow in this consistency. A consistency is going to help in our scheduling of this, in ordering our life to God. (laughs) That it does take work to reorder our life to God. Okay? Five. This is where it gets fun. I have a whole list of stuff. What is the stuff you bring to Jesus? What do I do in prayer? You're now sitting here in this space. Now what do I do? Number one, I recommend starting with the sign of the cross, everyone. To come to the realization, right, that you're in front, you're in the presence of the Holy Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit who's now in charge. That it's always the Holy Spirit in charge of prayer. 
So to start with the sign of the cross in this time of prayer. Number two, St. Ignatius Loyola, the great saint on prayer, says this. That we, when we enter into prayer, we take the space, the time span of an Our Father. So, I don't know, 30 seconds, maybe 10 seconds if you pray that fast, maybe a minute. Right? Take the space of an Our Father and to consider this. To imagine oneself seeing God loving you. So everyone shut your, shut your eyes, right? To imagine God looking at you with love. That's where we have to start. Why do we start here? The language that God speaks everyone is love. And so if we want to hear God speak, we need to be in a space of experiencing his love. Otherwise, we're hearing something that is not God. And so we start with the simple realization of God already looking, loving us. That's where we start. That's the part of the atmosphere in which we want to start prayer. Because that's where it all begins from. If I was to give material stuff, Father, what should I do? I would start with this. Number one, praying with scripture. The most ancient practice in the church to pray with scripture. Scripture is not simply words. It's not a nice book. Scripture is the word of God. The word of God is the second person of the Trinity who became man in the person of Jesus Christ. And so when we read the word of God, we're encountering a real person. We're experiencing the heart of Jesus, how he thought, how he felt, how he, what he desired, what he wanted to do. And so scripture is one of the primary places that the church has always laid out, that if we want to learn what the heart of God sounds like, to pray with scripture. Number two, to pray, this could be called prayer of petition, to pray with our needs, wants, desires. To come before God, God, this is what I need. Jesus, this is what I need. I'm weak, this is what I need from you. This is what I desire. That this is the start of prayer, right? It's the start of asking for a grace. If one can come to our time of prayer with a clear grace to ask for, God will grant it. The clarity to name what you need in itself is a great grace. To be able to know yourself, to know what you need. God came to save the world from our sin. That's what Christmas is all about. In other words... God came to fill us with what we need. And so to bring our need to him. Number three, uh, meditating on a simple prayer. Take the Our Father, take the Hail Mary, take the Creed. It's great to pray with the Creed, everyone. The Ten Commandments, the Beatitudes. And to simply go through it very slowly. Meditating upon those words. The importance of our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. St. Augustine, 
the great saint, says this, the Our Father sums up all prayer, that all prayer is contained in the Our Father. So you can't go wrong with that. The very heart of Jesus, how he prayed to his Father, is the Our Father. Number four, you can read a short section of a book. Uh, you might hear it called Spiritual Reading, right? Where one is moved uh, in a way closer to God or one struggles, whatever those may be. And then to honestly relate that to Jesus. If you need recommendations of a book, ask someone who knows, right? A spiritual book. It's not about cluttering up this time of prayer with reading. Read some other time. It's the one time in your life that you don't have to read at least for the students, right? Don't just clutter it up with reading. But it's a moment to encounter God through that. A Magnificat, $5 a month. It's a great publication or Word Among Us, something like that, right? has readings about the saints, uh, Liturgy of the Hours, the readings for the day. Those are great resources by which to bring to prayer. For some of you, it might just be remaining in that silence. St. John Vianney, right, the great patron saint of parish priests, there was a man who would pray in his parish every day. And he asked him, what, do you, what are you doing? What do you do when you pray? And he said, I just look at God, and he looks at me. Maybe that's your prayer. <laughs> prayer of silence. Letting God look at you. And you look at him. Number five, prayer of gratitude. What I call the prayer of gratitude, another fancy word is examine of consciousness in the Ignatian tradition. Prayer of gratitude. What am I grateful for? And to remain there. Everyone, gratitude being a foundational principle of prayer, of the spiritual life. Why? It's recognizing where I've received a gift God gives us everything. Without him, we cease to exist. So if we can come to be aware of what we have received, what I'm grateful for, it's a great indicator of that's what God has given. That's where God is working. And so to stay there, not to be moved away from uh, that place of gratitude. And so what am I grateful for? Great place and great, great thing to bring before God in prayer. Eucharistic adoration. To pray in front of Jesus Christ in the Blessed Sacrament is uh, a great place to pray. And along with that, to pray with the sacraments. What does it mean to be baptized? What does it mean to be confirmed? What does the Eucharist, what is the Eucharist? What does that mean? What's the importance of the Eucharist, right? Just to go through the sacraments, to pray with the profound significance of that's what God, that's how God encounters us in the world today. So to be able to pray with the sacraments. Whatever number this is, a short prayer. I find this particularly helpful in times of difficulty. A short prayer that one just simply repeats over and over again. Prayer of repetition, it could be called. Jesus, I trust in you. And you sit there for 10 minutes and you say, Jesus, I trust in you. Why is it so important? Well, obviously, one's manifesting their trust in that. One's already 
aware, acknowledging the presence of Jesus there, but it's an act of faith. It's a great act of faith that God can work in. Okay? So trust, peace, whatever it is, a simple line uh, that you can repeat to yourself and repeat in prayer to God. For you writers out there, write down your intercessions. Write down your intentions. Write down in a prayer journal what has happened to you in this time of prayer. Thoughts, feelings, desires. How did I feel during this time? What was I thinking about? What did I desire? What seemed to be happening? Nothing seemed to be happening. Great, write that down. What does that nothingness feel like? (laughs) Because something's happening, right? But to become aware of what it is, it can be helpful to write it down and then look back in a year and you can say, wow, that's how God works in my life. I didn't realize that. You'll be able to see a clear pattern and you'll be able to remember how God has cared for you. That it's important to remember how God cares for us. Next thing, sacred art. Put up a beautiful piece of art to meditate on art. That's why the Catholic Church has art everywhere. That we can encounter God through beauty, the beauty of art. And so this beautiful window, right, to sit in front of a beautiful window like that, your beautiful, uh, beautiful painting, to simply sit there and contemplate that. Why does the centurion seem to have his hand up in blessing? Wow, Mary is fainted in grief. What does that mean? Mary Magdalene's hugging the feet of Jesus. I don't necessarily have answers, but to sit there and bring that to Jesus, who will reveal to you what he wants to reveal to you through that sacred art. So if you're an artist, use art. Intercession, ask grace for others. Ask God for stuff. The core of prayer is asking the good Father, our loving Father, for what we need. And so to ask him for what we need, he does not get tired of that. The beauty of creation, maybe you love nature, to pray out in nature, to see the beauty of nature, to be amazed at how God is created, to sit there and say, how does this tree grow? Why did God put this here? It's to be filled with awe at what God has done. That can be a way of prayer. To pray with the saints, Your favorite saint, pick your favorite saint, read a little bit about them. Bring to them what you need. Bring what you want so that they can uh, answer your prayers. They'll intercede for you. To pray with the saints, they can be great models, great examples of faith for us. They teach us what it looks like for a human being to be in relationship with God the Father. Last but not least, the Stations of the Cross, devotions, right? You don't have to necessarily do it out loud to sit there and to consider right uh jesus being condemned to death wow jesus seems sad there right pilate's washing his hands seeming to disregard jesus whatever it is right to sit there and to consider those scenes from jesus's life the rosary to enter into life of jesus with our blessed mother and to tell jesus where one's heart is moved, what bothers you, what brings you peace. Those are my practical suggestions, and so I end with the second 
fear, the second struggle, I think, of committing to a time of prayer. And maybe I'm the only one who experiences this. The fear of being alone in silence. The fear of being alone in silence. Everyone have courage. Don't be afraid. That you don't have to be afraid of being alone in silence. Don't be afraid of what's going to come up inside of you. The things that you're going to remember. Confronting your own weakness. That's why Jesus came. That God wants to heal that. God wants to save that very place that you're filled with fear about. What can often bring us to not want to enter into a time of prayer with the very person who can actually do something about that. And so don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Be courageous. Commit to time with Jesus. You will not regret it. He'll change your life. And he'll fill you with the peace and the joy that you desire. Jesus, thank you for this day. We ask you to fill us with every grace that you need. Let us become convicted of our need to be with you. Fill us with the grace of prayer. Fill us with courage. The courage to not be afraid, knowing that you love us so deeply as, our, as your children. Give us this grace today and every day of our life.